Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, live contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Mel and I are talking about the do's and don'ts about designing and building your own dream container home. Also joining us is the host of the hit TV show, Around the House Nation with Eric G. The show for all homeowners can go to for top-notch home improvement info. All that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe, your home for containers, sustainable lifestyle living. One of the things that we want to be able to do, again, and people may ask, well, what is Boxcar Universe? Well, Boxcar Universe is the universe where people and in droves are calling, looking to build container homes and lead a more sustainable lifestyle. And I think that's one of the things that everybody is very aware of now, especially in the state of our economy, where people do not want to waste money. They don't want to buy things that are maybe frivolous, unless, of course, you've got, you know, millions and millions to spend. But, you know, for the most part, the average person wants to be able to live comfortably. And I think that's most important. And for those of you out there thinking, well, container homes, well, I don't know about that. You know, and I've gotten all kinds of questions. I got basically involved with doing container homes. And what people are looking for, um, they want to know the nuts and bolts of it. And that's what we're here at Boxcar Universe, we're going to be able to explain to you basically, you know, the sustainable lifestyle and how you could live in. Well, how do I design it? How do I build it? What goes into it? And that's one of the things that I think Mel has got a great insight in because she's got many years experience on, you know, being an interior designer. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that experience? Sure. Uh, so yeah, I am a professional interior designer uh, with over 22 years experience in both residential and commercial design, along with uh, construction project management. It's always nice to have a female in the industry. We uh, tend to look a little bit more uh, in detail at uh, projects. Um, I've worked on all types of projects, uh, spanning from small residential to large uh, 30,000 square foot plus homes. Um, and on the commercial side of things, simple TI projects to restaurants, large medical and assisted living to multifamily new builds. Um, after graduating from design school, I started my first design firm back in 2000. And uh, in 2007, I opened up a retail design furniture store out in the West Valley. And in 2016, I opened Alva Interiors and currently our office is located in Central Phoenix. You know, and I think that's important in the way of well, people are looking for guidance. And I think that's one of the things that we're here for that information because it's relatively, and it's been around for a while. It's been relatively new, uh, a concept to be able to get into. And I think, 
judging from some of the cities and some of the builds that we're actually working on right now, each municipality, not just in Arizona, Maricopa County, but around the country, are, are some are behind the eight ball, so to speak, or behind the curve in other communities or more uh, pro uh Let's hey, let's take a look at this kind of living, especially in some of the communities that actually need low cost living. And there are, of course, there are ways to build containers in a low cost. But on the other hand, too, we kind of specialize with high tech container homes and some of the the you know those really cool things that you could put in a regular home. But when you put them in a container home, because you have that limited amount of space. It's it's so very important. That's why I think your profession and what you can bring to the table is so important because you do have a limited amount of space, but you know we still want to have those things in the containers to be able to, you know, live comfortably. And yeah. I think that's I think that's important. Now, there's uh, you know, for those of you out there who may not have listened to my show, I've been on the radio here, you know, and with with Robin for many many years, actually since way back on Star Worldwide Network since 2013, but we've been doing radio since 2005. And then we've also done uh, a lot of TV work. I was the DIY expert on Sonora Living for a couple of years back in the day, in my early days. And then we've gone into doing a couple of different local uh, home remodel shows, as well as the TV version of my radio, my own radio show, Image Home Improvement Show, which is the forerunner to Boxcar Universe. And I think that's uh, the experience that I've had in the remodel industry is going to be super important. We want to take a few minutes out uh, when we come back from the break. We're going to be talking a little bit about some of those sustainable lifestyle products and services that you need to consider when you're putting together a container home. So I want everybody to stay tuned. We're listening to Boxcar Universe. Living a sustainable lifestyle is by choice. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today. I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. 
You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we're talking with uh, Mel Alva, who's my co-host, for those of you who might have missed the first segment, and we're talking a little bit about the interior design, that things that go into creating a container home. Mel, tell us a little bit about some of the things that we need to consider. Well, first, uh, let me just say, uh, good design can really change the way you live, especially when it comes to container homes or living in small spaces. Um, it's really important to make sure that you have multi-use uh, furniture or items that can be used um, for def you know different things, uh, whether it's a coffee table that has storage in it, um, whether it's a dining room table that can you know fold down um, to save some of that space, maybe a fold down desk that's maybe wall mounted that you can kind of put and prop back up. Um, so you really want to just make sure that you're getting the most out of your space. There's also options when it comes to um, insulating the container homes. You don't necessarily have to do it from the inside. You actually can, you know, insulate uh, from the outside. Right. And that's one important thing you need to remember. I have that question posed to me many, many times. Insulating the inside of a container, people think, oh, my God, I've seen what they look like. Well, how do they do it? Now, we did a model container office here in Phoenix. When you're inside of it, it really doesn't look any different, but it's what had gone into it because when people see it, like, oh my God, it's a it's a steel structured container. The insulation on the inside of the container is much like you would have if you did a stick built home where you could actually, what we like to do is like we blow, once the, the, uh, the electric and any of the other wiring and duct work and everything else, plumbing and everything else that needs to go in, we go back in and we spray foam insulation in. So you're getting the, the proper foam insulation just like you would if it was in a regular home. One of the other things that you could also do, like you had mentioned, Mel, is that there are ways to to actually insulate from the outside. Now, one of, the, one of my friends who actually owns a business down in Tucson, actually they they can come by and spray your house with cork and it's a cork it's 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 uh harvested i believe it was in venezuela and they bring it up and you spray it and it looks like cork and it's super thin and they spray it just pretty much like they would spray your house but the insulating value of it is just phenomenal where they mm -hmm. did some tests down in tucson where they had um a commercial building that had no insulation on the inside. They sprayed the outside of the building and it was, people just could not believe it. So that is one thing. And the one thing we're always thinking of is again, space, because when you're dealing with the space on the inside, you know, if you frame out a wall on the inside of a container, yeah, you're going to have three and a half inches worth of foam because it's going to be a two by four frame, but there are other, systems will actually save you inches and give you the same amount of insulating value. So, I mean, that's, that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. But um, what's some of the other things that we're looking at? Let's talk about um, some of the plumbing issues that um, have arised. Uh, have you uh, discovered anybody talking about like the tankless um, toilet systems or like the eco-friendly uh, that's kind of important also. And then solar is another one. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, some of the, the water systems, because people will turn around and they'll say, well, the first question I said, well, where where can we put it? Okay, I'm like, okay, so, because we get calls all over the country. So we need to know exactly, the first of all, where do you live, you know, and if you live in Maricopa County, okay, what city you're in, and then we want to be able to know, well, do you own the land or not own the land? And then you get into the utilities aspect of it. You know, does the property have electric, sewer, or or, or septic or water? Right. Now, if they don't have any, then we have to go back and figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do in talking about, you know, the septic part of it? I think uh, any water-saving, you know, feature that you could add to the unit is going to be a value, especially when people want to get off the grid. Right. And I think that's where that would come in, you know, that would come into a, a uh, the most value of, of taking a look at, well, what am I going to put in there? Because it's it, it's a little more involved when you plan out stuff like this, but when it's done, it's, I mean, some of these container homes that you see around the country is just unbelievable. People can't believe that it's a container home. Right, exactly. And here's the, the benefit to the plumbing uh, situation is if they did uh, – you know, uh, water tanks and they have Holland type water. Um, there are options for you to have that container in very remote locations. So, you know, if you are somebody that loves to camp or maybe you have some property up north that you want to put a container home at, you have options to do that. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. What some of the other things that, you know, we want to talk about too is, you know, talk about bringing the power to your property. Let's talk about energy savings because, as we all know, price of gas went up, food went up, electric went up. And one of the things that we want to be able to do is whether you have an older actual stick built home, but when you're building a container home, you want to be able to make it as sustainable as possible. LED lighting is one of the things that, you know, go hand in hand with solar. Because it, you're going to be able to save a lot of money, and people say, "Well, can I put solar on, you know, on a container home?" Absolutely, you could absolutely do that. And it's not just, you know, people think of a container home as well. Is it, you know, one, one, you know, container? It could be, but on the other hand, it doesn't have to be because people are still looking to call. You know, they call and say, "Well, you know, I want to build a 1,600 square foot home. How do I? How do I do that?" You know, and we've got some great architects at high tech container homes where we can actually go back in and you tell us you need sixteen hundred square feet. How do you want it configured? What do you want the house to look like? Because we do have certain things that we need to adhere to. Uh, they come in, you know, basically eight by forties for the most part, and and they're eight foot high. But what we use is the eight by forties by. 10 foot high because we need that extra space up in the ceiling to run electric and, you know, air conditioning lines and stuff like that. But we want to be able to bring and utilize, if we bring solar into the, into the home, we want to be able to utilize, you know, the special LED lighting that they have, which, you know, the bulbs basically they could last forever, you know, and, um, again, well, where do we go look for those things? You know, there's a lot of different places that you go. One of the companies that I would recommend that actually is um, out there and it could be found in Scottsdale is Premier Lighting. 
And my good friend Ken Ross is the regional manager out there, and he could actually help you and guide you through the maze of the different types of LED lighting and sustainable features in all kinds of different lightings in different kinds of ceiling fans and stuff like that because you can put that type of material in a container home right which i think is important so um but again the solar aspect is is so very important and then electronics you know think about electronics uh there are a lot of different things you can do. I mean, if you go online and you look for the different things that you could put in your home, it now that you have, you could put some of those things in a container home easily. You know, with the planning that goes into it, uh, we could build you a, a a basic container. On the other hand, we can go back and do something really cool and nifty. You know, with you know electronics. You know, they have. Uh, remotes for everything i mean it's just amazing you can you can completely automate your entire home which is going to help you keep that bill every month you know when it comes when the electric bill comes in especially in arizona when you know we've just i think we've gone past the the rough part of the year now and it's going to start to get a little cooler so it's going to be a little nicer to be out outside and enjoy yourself but yeah a lot of these different things, you can actually go out and, and just supply your home with, you know, energy that is within your budget. And I think that's most important you want to be able to do. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Hello, my name is Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a safety tip for you today. Aluminum wiring. If you have warm receptacles, or maybe even receptacles that only work sometimes, and maybe even a small smoke trail that comes up from the top of your outlet, this may indicate that you have aluminum wiring in your house. A survey by the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission shows that homes built before 1972 and wired with aluminum branch circuits are 55 times more likely to have one or more wire connections at an outlet reach what's called a fire hazard condition than homes that were wired with copper only. The problem is the connection of the aluminum wire to copper devices or wiring. When aluminum and copper come together, the result over time is oxidization or rust. And over time, this condition creates resistance to the flow of electricity, causing the connections to overheat. The longer the time goes, the worse this condition gets. If you have aluminum wiring, bring in a licensed electrician to educate you on the use of AFCI breakers, which sense electrical arcs and also Consumer Product Safety Commission approved methods of connectors to greatly improve the quality of the aluminum connections in your home. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we are just a phone call or a click away. You can reach us at 480-503-1339 or on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. And remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe. We're trying to 
give everybody a little bit of idea about what it takes to build a, a container home, you know, and we use boxcar as the old adage, you know, uh, for, for container homes and, uh, people used to use, you know, used to see the, you know, the old TV mail that we used to watch and you see the boxcars where the guys are jumping in and off. That's boxcar. I actually saw some of those old cars up in Grand Canyon. Are you trying to say I'm old? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just think you might've done in your research. Cause you, I know you do great research that you want to be able to go and do that. God knows I would never do that. <laughs> God. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supply Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe. One of the things that we want to talk a little bit about, because I, I guess some people who might be on the fence a little bit about, well, you know, it it it's all sounds good, and it's a new alternative to to buying, you know, buying and building a home. But I I, I think Mel brought up a good point during the break. We're talking about, um, are you doing a minimalist lifestyle? Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> minimalist, minimalist, minimalist lifestyle. And if for, for somebody who he's like, what is she, what is he talking about? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, you don't want to go into my closet because I am clearly not living a minimalist lifestyle right now, but, um, we have I, to work on that. Yeah, no, I actually do. <laughs> uh, I would love to have a container home, uh, here soon, but, uh, what we were basically just talking about is, you know, you have options. Um, if you're looking to just have one container and that's your tiny home, then obviously you need to downsize your life. You need to downsize the clutter in your life, all the things that you have. Um, you know, your kitchen becomes smaller, your appliances become smaller, um, you know, the, the closet space that you're taking up, um, things inside that home become transitional. You know, like I was saying um, earlier, uh, when it comes to furnishings, you know, maybe you have a hydraulic lift bed that you've got storage underneath um, the coffee table or some kind of a table, same thing, you know, a dining room table that stacks back. You can also do the stacking chairs um, that you can actually hang on the wall um, and they just kind of look like a little um, decorative box. Same thing with the desk. But if that's not what you want, you have options of, you know, combining these containers to create larger spaces. Robin and I were chatting about kitchen and, you know, what if you wanted an entire container that was just for your kitchen and your dining room? And then we open up that space and create the living room right next to it with beautiful, you know, maybe multi-slide uh, doors that lead out to an amazing deck. And maybe that container is now placed on some lake property that you purchased that it's uh, far more affordable to get that there, you know, than, than building a brick and mortar and, uh, you know, sticks and um, 
I just think that there are options, but if you are looking to just do a single container, then obviously you need to have that minimalist mindset and that lifestyle, and that is something that you want. And I have to tell you, I know many people that live that way and, you know, even with tiny homes, um, and it is life-changing. I mean, again, good design can change the way you live. And you don't have to have an overabundance of everything in your life. It feels very freeing to be able to say you could, you know, pick up that container and move it if you needed to. If you needed to, absolutely yeah. right. You know, and that's one of the things you brought up a good point for people that want to have some type of home or even if it's a, a small retreat near a lake or something like that, it is a whole lot easier to bring a unit in to a certain place and just, you know, do the prep work, maybe do a slab for it and then sit it right on there because you're only dealing in that situation, you're only dealing with one unit, which is, which is, is piece of cake. You bring it there, you set it up, you hook it up and, and you're, and you're enjoying, you're enjoying your vacation, which is really good. The one thing that I want to let everybody know about, you know, obviously that Mel and I both live here in Phoenix, um, Phoenix is actually has the distinction of having the tallest residential uh, condo community. That's we'll right. call it eight stories high down here in Phoenix, in downtown uh, Phoenix at Third Street and McKinley. It's called Ida, I-D-A. And uh, we're going to actually be having the uh, one of the co-developers on the show here coming up soon that uh, I'm working with, and uh, hopefully we'll get a tour. Mel and I will get a tour through there, and we'll get some video at the same time so you can see what we're talking about, how much, you know, that what the interior of some of these container homes could look like. They built this, Mel, when I first saw it, I was just totally blown away. They built it with 66 40-foot containers. That's right. Eight stories high, and it's just amazing. If you If you're out there, Google... Uh, Ida, uh, container homes in Phoenix, condos. I'm sure one of those things will bring it up, and it's 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 a beautiful thing. They actually did that. Um, you know, giving a little some of the statistics about what's going on here when we talk about containers. You know, back in the uh, the global container uh, market size back in 2017 was 44. Million seven hundred sixty-eight thousand, uh, and that was the market size. And now they're estimating that it's going to be over seventy-three million by twenty twenty-five. And you know, thinking about twenty twenty-five is not that far away. And the thing is that you know, con container containers are not going. We're not going to run out of containers. Because we as an importer, uh, we import more in this country than we export. So we have an, a huge amount of containers coming in. You, know, you see those pictures on television, those ships carrying hundreds and hundreds of thousands probably of containers on there. Um, and they look, they look like, they don't look like as much until you get up close. And I've seen some of those out like in the port of Long Beach in California. And there's just so many of them out there that you'll be able to go out then. And once they're empty, they're like, where do they go? They don't go back because it's cost too much to send them back empty. And we don't have enough product and stuff that we export to be able to 
to get rid of them. So there's stockpiling in different areas around the country. Um, the first actual permit that was uh, uh, taken out to build a container home was back, I believe it was 1987. And it, it has grown since then. And it was just uh, it, it, the idea of building container homes has been around for a while, you know, and our, um, our, uh, our good friend Dan Hayden, which I know if you've listened to Image Home Improvement in the past here on the show, has been with us. He's going to come on in, in coming shows and tell us a little bit about the history of container homes, especially when it comes to the military, because the military was using containers long before it became we'll call it fashionable to be able to use it, you know, in the residential aspect. So I think that's, uh, I think that's going to be really interesting. So if you like a little history on it, I like to know the history of a trend that's coming. And obviously this is a trend that's, that's not going to stop. And I think uh, the more information that we can give out every week, you know, in the different areas that uh, are going to be, people are going to be asking questions on. And we utilize that, that idea based on the questions that we get asked and we try and give information out, not just by phone calls and people that are interested in getting contact us online, but as well as the different things that you could, you could conceive. Cause I think, you know, you get a lot of ideas, I'm sure with interior design. Well, you know, well, can I have this or can we do this or how can we do this? And I think that's going to be even more important when they ask that, well, well, how do I get, how do I get the kitchen here and the laundry room here and, and all of that? And, you know, what kind of cabinets we have, you know, what kind of appliances we have. And that's the other thing about energy efficient appliances that, you know, to save money on your electric bill. And, you know, I think that's so very important. Uh, Mel, what would you, what kind of uh, recommendation would you give to our listeners, for those of them who are out there wanting to think about building a container home? Well, I'll tell you what. I think that um, really they just need to, one, think about their lifestyle and uh, what changes are they wanting to make. Again, going with that minimalist lifestyle, um, what is that situation? I think that um, it is a way of the future Um, I want to also bring up something too. you know, here in the United States, I think we are just so used to living big. Everything is big. Yeah, everything is big. And go to Europe and that's not how they live. I mean, they are buying their food daily. They are cooking fresh. Their appliances are far smaller scaled. Um, You know, there's a two burner instead of six. Um, it's just a completely different lifestyle. So I think if that is something that you're wanting to change and look, like I said earlier, if it's not, and you want to add multiple containers to keep that, you know, bigger space, you can do that. But I think most people looking to, um, build container want to kind of minimize their footprint and their lifestyle. And, um, quite honestly, I think it makes for beautiful design and those containers were built to stack. So you could have what, you know, we would say, you know, back East, like a row house where you've got that long, narrow, um, property that has multiple levels. Think about something like that. Um, it doesn't have to be the, you know, brick and mortar. It can be the container home and you can still have that type of structure set up. Um, so again, I think it just really depends where are they trying to build? 
Uh, where is the property? What does that look like? Um, but I, I really don't see this going away. I feel like this is just going to keep moving forward. And I think you're going to see a lot more uh, in downtown area. Um, it's just easier to build. And obviously it's hip, you know, that's yep. everybody. Uh, the younger crowd is really interested in that. And uh, I have a lot of clients right now that are really um, looking at, um, you know, what that footprint looks like and how can I help save the earth and, and um I think that that's a, a big part of it. So, yeah. And I think it's so very important, like we talk about the, we'll call it the, the inner city, not just here in Phoenix, but, but all over the country. When you talk about, you know, um, you know, you go th- through, I mean, every city that I've ever been to, you go through a certain part of the town and it's like, you know, it, there, it, it's, it looks like it's been there forever. It could be run down and stuff like that. In, in cities like Phoenix have been revitalizing certain areas, you know, with those new downtown city lofts and do this. On the other hand, too, doing a container community in, you know, some of those different areas are going to revitalize the city and it's only going to get better. You're going to get somebody there, you know, who's going to be able to have a nice place to live as well as, to work in the inner city, you're not going to have to travel too far if you're, you know, working in the city. So I think it goes hand in hand, and uh, obviously it can be put up quicker than, you know, um, you know, a regular, you know, high rise. Hang tight, we'll be right back. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Come on, girl, give it to me, baby. That stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me the stuff. That sweet, funky stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come on, girl. You may not believe this. But smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound, Lighting, and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, Lighting and shade plus outdoor and indoor home audio custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com. That's M-Y-T-H-I-C-S-L-S.com or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252. That's 602 329 Four two five two. All right, you are listening to Boxcar Universe, and you know one of the things that I've always said for many, many years. You know, my favorite saying is, "A homeowner with tools could be a dangerous thing." And you know, there are a lot of people out there attempting to do home improvement. But, you know, when you need to find the right way to do things, you go to the pros. And my special guest today is 
my good friend and colleague, Eric G from Around the House TV show. It's just called Around the House Northwest. Eric, thanks for being on the show this morning. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. How are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Looks like you're having a good time as well. Oh, yeah. No, it is, it's uh, it's it's a great day. You know, Thursdays are always a good day. We get to talk to a lot of different people, a lot of different things. And, you know, we're trying to catch up with you because, um, as they say, you're a man on the move. Man, I tell you what, 60 hours a week, I'm cranking on stuff, creating either video or radio content. Yeah. Well, you know, this is this is what happens when you, you elevate yourself to that stage and people notice that you have a, have a great product, do good work. And, uh, now you could share it with the masses. Thanks, man. I will say though, that there is one problem that it's created, which I didn't even know yet. I can't walk into my local home Depot or Lowe's store on a Saturday without being tech support. My five minute run to the store to get something quick ends up being 45 minutes. to an hour. <laughs> You need, you need, you need some bodyguards to run interference when you walk in or, or just, uh, you know, just, uh, playing in time to sign autographs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a hoodie and sunglasses now. <laughs> <laughs> Better be careful. Next thing I'll know, you'll be telling me you're wearing a mask too. Ah, that's plan B. <laughs> <laughs> that's plan B. Okay. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, what the show is all about and what you do up there, because I think it's something really awesome and, uh, it's gained a lot of traction from since you started. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, we started out, uh, I started out about six or seven years ago coming on as co-host of around the house show at, uh, this, we just started our 35th year on the radio and podcast. And then, uh, about six years ago, I started doing local TV here every other week, doing home improvement segments for the, the local Fox affiliate. And, uh, then, uh, we ended up making some changes. I stopped doing that for about a year. And then they said, Hey, let's do a TV show. And, Initially, I'd said no, but we came around and came up with a concept that I wanted to create and that they wanted to create. So uh, we partnered together and, uh, geesh, we just uh, uh, just did episode 10 and episode 11 airs this weekend. We do it 52 weeks a year, one week, one hour a week. Wow. Give me 52 weeks a year. No break. No break. No hiatus. It's every single weekend. Gee, yes. When are you, you going to get a chance to take that trip to Hawaii? Uh, probably I'm, I'm thinking more Caribbean, but uh, <laughs> more Caribbean. I just means I got to do more work. You did know, you, you, did you, did you plan in, uh, plan in vacation time in your contract? Uh, yeah, but we just, we, we just have to produce more content and just get ahead a few weeks. And there then, you go. There you go. Put a couple in the box. Get a couple in the box. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Tell it a little bit about, you know, what are some of the things that you found that some of the homeowners are really responding to on some of your, uh, some of your segments in, in the show, like, uh, we were talking before the show, one of the segments that I thought was really cool was the hot and cold outdoor faucet that you could put on your home. And this way you have outdoor hot water. I mean, who was, I like, I'd love to talk to the guy who thought of that. Yeah, man, it is great. And you know, up here in the Pacific Northwest where I am, I tell you what, uh, those 40 degree days when you want to fill up a bucket and you want to go wash a car off or something like that. It is sure nice to have warm water instead of that 35 degree water coming out of the hose spigot. So it uh, makes it a lot more comfortable. And the dogs like it too. And I got to wash them off from a muddy walk as well. So they're more susceptible. Let me get them clean. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And then obviously, you know, there are other things to consider in doing something like that because you have to have, you have to have the plumbing that's nearby. Yeah. To be able I to, to plug it in. 
because I had my, I have a heat pump water heater that's super efficient. That's about eight feet away from that wall. So literally, um, I already had a line that when I put that water heater in, I actually put a line over there stubbed out because I had planned for that at a, at a later date. So I had it valved off right over there ready to go. So I just had to hook up, uh, you know, probably two feet of uh, PEX pipe and it was ready to go. But uh, yeah, that's one of the different things that's been fun. One of our biggest hit segments outside of that segment, we call that one perform like a pro where we're just doing home improvement stuff there. But our probably our most popular one, which I thought was going to be popular, but I had no idea it was going to take off is our made in Northwest series or, or made in USA series where we're going around and checking out where people are building things uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, especially, you know, we've got uh, so many great companies that make things. We had uh, steel port knives. We had, um, which are high end, you know, the only really high end uh, carbon steel kitchen knife out there that's handmade to Westco Boots. It's been making uh, boots for the trades for 105 years. We just did Ann Sachs tile last weekend, watch them turn clay into tiles. So we're really finding places where it's handmade here in the United States and uh, doing a 10 to 12 minute story on it. Well, it's good that, you know, we've got that we have some uh, manufacturers and businesses here that are creating things and it's not all sent from overseas. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, I mean, we went and watched a, mat, a custom mattress get made, you know, all made out of American parts. And, uh, you know, what was cool was it was just a little building that used to be a 1950s uh, VW bug dealership. And uh, there's four guys in the back making mattresses and shipping them all over the U.S. So it's surprising sometimes what you see and what you find. Yeah, that's yeah, it's amazing. You know, uh, thinking about that, it's it's uh, it's a uh, success story. Of the, yeah. of the part, you know, we've had some guests on the show, you know, that have, uh, you know, started out, uh, you know, one of my good friends, uh, Andy Hubaika, who is part of Hubaika services here in the Valley. And, uh, they created, uh, like in their, uh, in their backyard, they started working on, you know, thinking about how to, how to do air conditioning, you know, when it first came to, you know, into, into our daily lives back in the fifties. Oh, and yeah. it, it's just, um, it's a great thing how it e evolved and, and the history behind it, especially in, it's a family business, which That's is cool. always really good besides being American. Yeah. Yeah. So we just basically tell a story of where they take a raw material, like the one showing up on Saturday show this weekend, we've got uh red pig garden tools where they start out with little pieces of steel and they make shovels and and trowels and things for gardening it's just a whole handmade garden tool thing and it, everything is hammered out with a forge and hand forged with the hammers it's and it's uh and it's a, a small business it is but they sell all over the world so they're uh based here probably 10 minutes from my house and they make uh hand forged heavy duty garden tools that's great so pretty soon so so tell me what company is going to uh actually get you to be their spokesman spokesman I've got a few of them out there that are in my pocket so see uh, that <laughs> i knew that i knew that i got i got i got two or i got two right now that are working through their legal department which as you know with legal departments that can take a little bit of time oh yeah absolutely you know but seriously but you know it, when it, it says a lot because if you have a quality product which your show is then um and you see quality products, they're, they're gonna, you guys are going to be drawn together. And yes. I think that's really, that's really awesome because, uh, good. There's too many products out there that are, we'll call them substandard. Yeah. 
Well, we try to be real honest. Like, for instance, I wanted to clean out my storm drain system where my gutter downspouts went into, and I thought that was going to be just a a quick little video. It turned into a massive project, and guess what? what? All of that showed up on the film, and all of it showed up in the episode to say, hey, look at this. This deferred maintenance came around that hadn't been done for the, you know, 28 years before I bought the house. I said I needed to do it, and uh, it an hour project turned into seven, and we put it all on tape and still aired it because... Hey, that's real life. There you go. That's absolutely real life. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, next time we get together, okay, uh, we we have to either, if we meet at the builder's show again, we have to get some kind of transportation to go from one end of the building to the other so I can find you. I mean, I mean, I went to see, for our listeners, I went up and uh, visited Eric at the builder's show back in um, late January, early February, and uh, they had over at least what I could see, they had over 4,000 booths there. And I think Eric was, might've been number 3999 where I found you. And uh, I walked the first day there, I walked 13 and a half miles shooting, uh, what, seven TV segments. And I didn't see just a little bit of it. That was just getting between the appointments across all the halls and the booths. So it's, uh, if you're really trying to walk that show, it's a 15 or 20 mile walk. Yeah. I would suggest. Yeah. And, and I, even the couple of days that I was there and, uh, I didn't even get to see, I'd say probably half of what was there, but, uh, it, it's pretty awesome show, but, uh, great products and a lot of different companies out there. So, you know, if anybody's in the, in the trades that wants to go and see what's up and coming every year, that's, that's the place to go. It's the biggest, yeah, it it's the biggest it building I've ever seen with, with trades in. Well, it's the biggest, uh, basically it's the biggest Western hemisphere show on, on homes and, you know, design and construction. So, uh, I think even this year it beat out the big European show over there. So it's probably, it could be the biggest one in the world, but it is, uh, that thing takes up the entire Las Vegas convention center. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just totally, totally huge, huge. Tell us a little bit, uh, before we let you go, tell us a little bit of what's, what's coming down the pike for around the house Northwest. You know, I got a lot of stuff coming up. We're getting ready to build a, uh, outdoor patio cover, uh, which will be kind of cool. A mid-century looking patio cover to, uh, cover more of the back deck outside of my outdoor kitchen. I've got, uh, installation of a skylight coming up here in another couple of weeks. We've got, uh, a whole new front facade project where I'm putting in a, a, uh, well, at that booth that you and I met at, I've got working with Simpson door and we're putting in a 42 inch wide black Walnut pivoting door. So it doesn't have door hinges. It has those pin pivots, right? Uh, putting one of those in and then putting on some, uh, new, uh, cladding material on the outside from fiber on it's a composite cladding. So I won't have to paint the house in 50 years right there, which I'm kind of stoked about. <laughs> there you go. Let's work for mother. <laughs> It's really great, but, uh, no, those I've seen a couple of those huge pivot doors on some of the buildings and, uh, commercial buildings here in, in the Valley. And it's, they're just, they're just amazing. And, you know, when you see it so big, the first one I came across, I'm like, oh my God, this door is going to be huge. And I'm ready to lean into it to open it. And it was virtually effortless. It was, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You just touch it and they open, they open up with, I mean, it's like, they, they have to have some good bearings in those pivots. They got to, and it's got to take at least, I would say maybe four guys, maybe more to hang. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to be hanging that one, and that's a 450-pound door system, and it's just a single door. So uh, yeah. that's going to be interesting. And But you're right. You you touch it, and it's uh, it opens and closes easier than your standard hollow-core, cheapy interior door. So you can't complain about that. It probably opens, yeah, as well as some of those El Cheapo sliders that oh, yeah. seem to drag on the track. <laughs> just oh. unbelievable. Uh, go, 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 oh, yeah, go, go, yeah, go. right. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Aluminum 1977. Exactly. So. All right. Tell our listeners, how how could they see all this good work and all this good uh, film work that you do? Where can they find you on the web? You know, the easiest place is over my website, which is aroundthehouseonline.com. I've got links over there to everything where you can find it over there. And the show, uh, of course, it airs in the, in the Portland area here, but uh, you can stream it on Hulu. If you've got the Fox 12 app on Hulu, you can watch it there or you can stream it from the website as well. So it's it's out there to be found. That's right. You can get your dose of Eric G and Around the House uh, Northwest. And uh, Eric, thanks so much for being on the show today. Glad we were finally able to catch up. And best of luck as always. And uh, we'll see you soon. Sounds good, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Have a great day. We want to remind everybody, if you're listening to Boxcar Universe for the first time, we are your source for container, cutting-edge information, and uh, also container pools. If you're interested in a container pool, make sure that you contact Mel or I. You can contact us at boxcarliving at gmail.com and steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And uh, you can find it Boxcar Universe on any podcast player. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week. You're a great American. I love you. 